Did you hear Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens? They'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 25 of UF Only. Hello, you aliens. I just woke up from a nap, so my voice is probably a little scratchy. I know. I should just, I wish I could do like a Robert Stack voice. August 19th, 1997. You just did. Yeah, it's not the same. No. That would fool nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a cool story. It's actually probably one of my favorite ones that we've done. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. August 9th, 1997, Captain Phil Bobbitt. He was an experienced pilot with over 15,000 hours of flight experience. He was piloting Swiss Air Flight 127 from Philadelphia to Boston. The plane was a big Boeing 747. The plane took off from Philadelphia's International Airport at 4.50 p.m. This is normally about a 57-minute flight. So they're heading north. They climb to about 23,000 feet, and that number is going to be important. They get up to 390 miles per hour. For some reason, I thought planes went faster than that. I don't know. That sounds pretty damn quick to it me. It does, but it don't seem like that's quick enough to get you off the ground and all that. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, the weather was absolutely perfect. It was clear all around except for a few scattered clouds over New Jersey. And I would assume that's probably nat- natural. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably always clouds over New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, about 15 minutes after takeoff, the plane was just north of New York. And after turning the plane towards Boston, Captain Bobbitt handed over the controls to his co-pilot so he could get up and address the passengers. He glances out the left cockpit window as he points out the World Trade Center and the Statue of Liberty and some other landmarks. Mm -hmm. He then turns back forward. That almost sounds stupid. He he turns forward. Yeah. He turns forward, and both he and the co-pilot spot a glowing white object heading right towards the cockpit. Whoa, well. It was dead ahead. Better zig, not zag. Right. It was, I don't think you can zag with a plane anyway. (laughs) Oh. It was dead ahead and closing fast. They said it was a cigar-shaped object. And it was passing a few hundred feet above them. So they got a really good look at it. It's only a few hundred feet above them. And it was at an incredibly fast speed. It passes so closely that the co-pilot actually ducked in anticipation of a collision as it passed. Oh, so dang. You can imagine, that was like way close. Yeah, you imagine that you're sitting there and this thing's coming and you actually duck in mm-hmm. the cockpit. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, that's sort of like I do when I walk under a tree. Branch. I duck like I'm, you know, I'm going to run into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> At 5.07, Flight 127 radioed to Danbury Control Sector of the Boston Route Traffic Control Center. Captain Bobbitt requested any information on a high-speed traffic that was in the area. He then states that his plane just had a near miss with a cigar-shaped object. Air Traffic Control asked the captain if he could describe the craft. Now, I would think that he just said... Hello? (laughs) Anyway, he responded that it wasn't a plane because it was traveling way too fast. 
but he couldn't say what it was other than it was a cigar-shaped object and it had no wings. So the plane proceeded on its way and landed at Logan International Airport in Boston at about 5.50. So it didn't really keep them from being on time. I wonder if the people in the airplane saw it. I don't think so. Oh, man, that'd be freaking me out. Because it was over top of them, so you can see going over top of them if you're in the cockpit, because you can see mm. frontwards, but you can only see through the sides. Of That's the true, I guess, yeah. So anyway, the next day, the crew was interviewed by the National Transportation Safety Board, the FBI, and the FAA's Civil Aviation Security Office. Needless to say, they took this serious. After an extensive interview and investigation, it was released that the plane had a near miss with a, a weather balloon. Oh, a weather balloon. <laughs> How a weather balloon could fly that fast or look like a glowing cigar is unknown or unmentioned in the report. So here's some, some information we don't usually give out, but I found this and thought it was interesting. In this area, Weather balloons are released 45 miles away from where the encounter actually took place in Upton, New York. They are released at 3 a.m. and 7 p.m. That's the only two times they're released. Remember, this was at like 4.30 in the afternoon. That's nowhere near mm -hmm. any of those times. Weather balloons are tan, brown, red, or black, and they're not illuminated at all. So there wouldn't be any kind of glowing. They take less than a half hour to get up to 23,000 feet, and that's as far as they go, and then they start making uh, their way slowly back down to Earth. So picture this. So the weather balloon, I hope this don't sound stupid, it don't have like an, an air balloon, like the fire up in there? No. Oh, okay. No, it's got like a certain amount of helium or whatever they use, okay. and it just starts releasing itself. Okay, and, well, that makes sense. And going sense. down. So 23,000 feet is as far as they go. And mm -hmm. remember, we said the plane was at 23,000 feet. Mm -hmm. So even if it was there, it floats. It don't go towards you at a rapid speed. So with that being said, it would be impossible for a weather balloon to be in the area at the time of the sighting, first of all. And it's not going to go that fast. Well, how big is a weather balloon? Is it very big? Not really. So it's nowhere probably as big as that cigar thing. No, it's probably about as big as this room. Okay. At most. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a small room, so. Yeah. Now, Captain Bobbitt also thought that this was BS. In fact, he said so in an interview. He said that he and the crew feel like what they saw was not of this world. It gets even more strange. He was married to Lorena. No, that would be funny. Oh. When you learn that just one year earlier, in the exact same airspace, TW Flight 800 exploded after, according to some witnesses, the plane struck or collided with a high-speed cigar-shaped object. <gasps> oh my gosh, it exploded. That's awful. It's also the same area where John F. Kennedy Jr.'s plane went missing and was later found. And flight, I'm trying to think of what, uh, Egypt. Egypt Air Flight 990, it had an odd crash that happened right there in that vicinity. Come so on. Some people were kind of starting to call it the new 
uh, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah. Because of stuff that goes on there. But. So when that one plane exploded, aw, but that nothing happened, happened to the cigar thing. I don't guess. And I don't know any of the details about what happened with that plane, if aww. how many people were lost aww. or if anybody died. I mean, I don't know what happened. That's so sad. Just why? Why don't they just fess up already? We all know. We all know those little green stinky men are out there. Why do just, you know they're sticky? I don't know. <laughs> but just fess up. Just fess up. At least maybe we'd be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just one day just being... Well, and I think all these are older stories. Because like I said, that was back in the, the 90s. And back then they wouldn't go into But I think today... They're going to be more apt to do that going forward. I mean, but they're not, only... going to go, they're not going to go back to all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories no. and, and start releasing all the information. No, but I just feel like there's only you only have so much longer that you can hold all this information in because people are smart. That's like I said. I think anything going forward, they're probably going to level with you. But they're not going to go back and correct all the changes from the stuff that happened. They years won't. Years but ago. you know what? We're not stupid, so we no. We know you just made up some stupid, idiotic story. That's the whole thing that gets me is when you say something like a weather balloon. A weather balloon. Yeah, come on. I mean, how many times has it been a weather balloon? I think these. I think a pilot would probably know what a weather balloon looks like. Well, of course, and and they're not gonna. It's not like you said. It's not gonna go that fast. And it's not the color. You. No, it wouldn't illuminate. It wouldn't the color. It wouldn't at that time of day, yeah. and it wouldn't in that area. So I mean, come on, make up something at least sounds halfway. They believable. might as well have said Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Or Mothra or something. Yeah. Or something, because that sound is as realistic mm-hmm. as them saying it was a weather balloon. Wow. I hate to say it, but it's almost going to be exciting when that day does come. You know what I'm saying? Then we're all like looking at them right in the face. Yeah, like on um, Independence Day. Yeah. Will Smith. And then we're going to be like, well, you couldn't see that look I just made, but. And they're going to be like. Go home, folks. That's just a weather balloon. It's a new weather balloon. <laughs> yeah. We make them to look like aliens. Yeah, so it's you got wouldn't... a lot of metal on it, and it's kind of <laughs> looks like something out of uh, Star Trek or Star mm. Wars. But, yeah, just a weather balloon. We're making them fancier now because we need that to, for, to, to dictate the weather. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. It's I mean, when it does ever happen, it's going to be exciting, but it's going to be scary, too. So maybe if people believe in them, they won't bother us. Yeah, it's a, a non-sayers, but like, but I'm at the point now. I'm just more interested in what they want. You know, that's right. What do they want, and why? I mean, why us? I guess because there's nothing else. <laughs> what else are they gonna do? Well, I mean, they, they do. They mess with cows and stuff. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I said it was me cow tipping, but you never know. <laughs> May not have been me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Love ya. <laughs>